Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conversations uh, with John and Lisa. And uh, we're excited to be with you because we're going to continue today yeah. our conversation with Pastor Craig Rochelle of Life Church. Uh, yeah, it in... was just too rich. We couldn't take it all in one. We no, had to do two. I didn't want to yeah. stop it. It was so, so good. But before we actually move into that, com- uh, I just want to thank all of you for being a part of the family of Conversations with John and Lisa, and just encourage you to please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. That helps the message get that much further. We have just passed 8 million downloads, which is mind-blowing to me. And Lisa, when you when you do a, re- uh, a review, you, you, you subscribe, you might get your testimony read, read on Conversations, and you're going to do that for yeah, us right now. Yeah, and this might be my favorite one I've ever seen. This, okay. is, this is from Bebe89, which right there, I love it. She said, what can I say about the Beveres? I first saw them minister at my church last year and was so impressed by their ministry. The moment Lisa announced she was Sicilian, I realized she was a spiritual godmother I didn't know I needed. She's got the hand motions here. She said, I am one-fourth Italian, one-fourth Sicilian. I downloaded Messenger X and shared it with my family and friends, and we have gone through so many courses. I listened to the bait of Satan, which changed my life. Wow. I'm a millennial. And I cannot even put into words how you both and your family have helped me with battles of insecurity, confusion, and helped me overcome hurt and unforgiveness. Love what you do. Keep helping my generation. We need it. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, from a Sicilian baby. Sicilian. I love that. Baby. Well, welcome to the family. We love you being a part of it. And you know what I really love, Lisa, is that Bebe is sharing these courses with her friends. True discipleship happens in small groups. It's so important that you do that. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to jump right back into the conversation with Craig Rochelle. All right. Do you believe? Every single believer should be a leader. Uh, 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt, I believe that every, and this isn't my quote, I don't know who said it, Maxwell or somebody, but what is leadership? Leadership is influence and everyone has influence. And so uh, a leader doesn't mean that you're a boss. It doesn't mean that you have a a title. A a leader means that you you can change someone's life, that you can influence them. A parent should have influence. A spouse should have influence. A friend should have influence. Uh, first day on the job, you should be able to influence people when you show up. And so I think everybody should see themselves as a leader. Um, if, you, if you're a Christian, what should we be? We should be leading people to Jesus. You're salt, you're light, you're an ambassador. 100%, I, I believe that every believer should see themselves as leaders. That was a question I, I, I knew the answer to, but I wanted people to hear it. Uh, here's another question, I, I, because I want people to experience uh, your book, winning, winning the War in the Mind. Uh, can you tell a little bit about that? Yeah, so this this book was born out of really just kind of a lot of personal work on my uh, my own mindset, and uh, I mean we know the, we know the mind is incredibly powerful, and uh, the more I studied scripture and the Bible says so much about the power of the mind, and then the more I learned about how God created the mind, what we call the science of the mind, it was just fascinating to me. And I kind of merged those two studies together to say, okay, here's what's, you know, Scripture says, you know, we're actually renewing the mind and the way God created it is we're creating new neural pathways. And so what I did is I really did a lot of work with um, a counselor in in defining where I had um, kind of like wrong thought processes in my mind. And we all have them. We grow up with limited views, with um, thinking things that are true that are not true. 
And what I, I did is I, I recognized I got a lot of things that I believe are not true. And so I worked really, really hard on renewing my mind, rewiring my brain, and um, wrote the book to help other people do it. And, and I, I knew it could be helpful, but I was just shocked at how many people um, said, you know, my, my life is moving in the direction of my strongest thoughts, and I don't like where my thoughts are taking me. So right. uh, the book is, is really, thankfully, helping a lot of people. Yeah. I, I love that. I got to interview Amy uh, mm. on the Godmother podcast. And you're and about guess- her favorite person in the world, by the way. She just, she's like, she's always, you got to listen to Lisa Bevere, Lisa Bevere, Lisa Bevere, Lisa Bevere. <laughs> well, she's about one of my favorite. I, I love she's her my whole favorite, yeah. messy table. I love the way you guys do life and family. And, you. you know, I think that we both have had the incredible blessing of raising children that love God with all of their heart. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I, I just feel such a connection with Amy around that. And, you know, I love, uh, I love that we have actually brought our children into our process and we've learned more from our boys than probably they've learned from us in some (laughs) ways. But, um, what, what have you found to be key? Because Mm -hmm. we do hear from a lot of people that what, what we've experienced is sadly more rare Mm -hmm. that, uh, kids growing up in ministry, tend to actually either hate ministry, go mm-hmm. away from ministry. What are some of the key things that you and Amy practiced that you mm-hmm. think has helped foster your children staying in a community of faith? Mm-hmm. I, I wish we could talk about this for like six hours because, you know, first of all, I, I think probably the thing that you should be most proud of, of everything you've done in ministry would be your children. And, and I would say that's true for us that, you know, six children that are passionately engaged with Jesus in his church, serving the church, all of them, their spouses, the, those that are married. It's, it's just, it's, it's blow away humbling. And we talk about it all the time. We dissect it because honestly, I don't think we did. We, we just can't take credit for it. And, and I, I really want to say that we can't take credit for it, but there are certain things we did that I think, um, created an environment that m- made it more likely for the Holy spirit to work. And so we could go on and on and on about a million different things. I think um, at its core, one of the most important things is to, to be a house of truth and grace, meaning that there has to be truth, truth but, when, but if, there's, if there's legalism um, or hypocrisy, that is the fastest way to turn kids against Jesus, the church. Um, and so there's, there's ongoing... Um, knowledge and love of what is true in God's word, but there's just a tremendous amount of grace of not putting pressure and demanding perfection. And then I think the biggest compliment our kids give us is that they just tell people, I'll overhear them or they'll say it publicly, like, you know, my parents are the real thing. They're not perfect, but they really love each other. They really love yeah. Jesus. And so there just cannot be what I, none of us are perfect. And so we're not gonna be perfect in our homes, but when there is ongoing, unrepentant hypocrisy, that's just the death of, of um, intimacy with Jesus. And then for us, the greatest blessing to us is that the church that we poured our life into, um, poured into our kids. And so each of our six children have significant church stories where someone else that maybe got saved in the ministry poured into them or mentored them or took them under their wing. And there's something about when a, um, a parent tells a kid something, it's not nearly as powerful as when someone else tells a kid something. And so what we know about our kids is we cannot 
we can't, that their friends matter so much, but we can't control who their friends are, but we can control the environments that they're in to some degree. And if we can keep them in the right environments around the right types of people, eventually they'll have the right um, conversations, they'll get the right answers to their questions. Um, and so it's just been a, it's been a community effort of putting our kids in the environment where the Holy Spirit is most likely to work. Um, and it's just, it's, and then it, like in our family, you have a bigger family too. We have six kids. There's positive peer pressure, meaning if five of them are strong and one yeah. of them's weak, they're going to be pouring into each other. And so there, there's just a lot of advantage in that. We did home educate our kids. I think there's a bazillion ways to raise your kids. And so we're, we're not, we're we laughing because we saw that example yesterday, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so we, we don't, and, and we did it back when it was weird, back when nobody did it right. And uh, in the, in the old, when we used to get criticized for it now, I mean, just to some degree, everybody had to do that. Uh, and so we're not necessarily advocates for, we, we don't evangelize people to home educate, meaning there's a, a, there's unlimited numbers of ways to disciple your kids. But what we do want, we do say is the parents need to be involved in discipling their children. If we just send them off to school, um, hand them a phone at the age of 10 and trust them to grow up on Instagram or TikTok or, um, you know, whatever, uh, they're not going to learn kingdom values, that we have to be engaged with them. We want to be having open conversations. And so we just talk and 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 talk. We're laughing. We're laughing because we just did last two nights to 3,000 families a webinar on raising fam on family, winning at home, we called it. Mm -hmm. And you're saying all these things that we have been saying the last two nights. But also nights. the talk and talk and talk, talk and, and talk, talk. At late at night. Like it doesn't happen when you're awake. No. It doesn't happen at four o'clock in the afternoon. You talk on their it schedule. When they're yes, ready. 10 o'clock at night, yes. and, and, and the, when you're brain dead, yes, they're like, the we need to have a deep and meaningful so conversation. Funny is I don't think anybody said, I'm sorry, more in our family than Lisa and I did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's because there are no perfect parents. Right. And, uh, but, but when you are willing to say, I'm sorry, I remember, um, I was in Singapore and, um, you know, I was, the, the, the pastors were asking me questions and I said, well, they said, how, how come you've got four boys that work for your ministry? They absolutely love you and your wife and they've been with you for this long. And I said, honestly, a lot of games, uh, spankings and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And they said, what do you mean? I'm sorry. And I said, we're not perfect. And we made a lot of mistakes. And, but we would just own it and go to our kids and say, but, and we never did it insincerely. We did. I'm really sorry. Mm -hmm. And I remember after that meeting, one of those leaders came up to me and he said, wow, in my home, um, my dad would do something and, and, you know, would never yeah. say I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of forget about it in three days. Mm -hmm. And I said, did you forget about it? And he looked at me and dropped his head and he said, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so heartbroken for that young man or well, he was he was a man now he's in his yeah. 30s but i felt so heartbroken for him that all his dad would have to do is say right. i'm sorry mm -hmm. i really missed it here because we're going to make mistakes and that's yeah. that's just the part of life mm -hmm. and b being willing to own it i think really creates healthy kids i know in my travels craig i've seen the the moms and dads in ministry that live what they preach mm -hmm. and live as they live in the public before their kids at home, all their kids are with them. Mm -hmm. And I see just the opposite mm -hmm. when the other doesn't happen. Yeah, so. well, you're so, I think you're, I'm sorry, Lisa, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, I just think that um, humility mm -hmm. doesn't 
it doesn't undermine your authority. It actually establishes it. Yes. And I think too many parents think admitting that they did something wrong is somehow deconstructing their authority. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the opposite is mm -hmm. true. Yes. That's well, you talked say. about, you, you joked around about spanks, spankings and sorries and stuff. And I know that, that, you know, discipline is a highly debated subject in the world today. But what's interesting is when you do discipline a child and then you, you say, okay, you know, you did something wrong and there was, there was a penalty, there was a punishment, and then you hug them and they go on. But that's teaching them the price has been paid, you're forgiven. In the, in the same yeah. way, when you apologize to them and you give them the chance to forgive you, meaning they see you humble themselves, that's just modeling repentance and you're creating an yeah. environment of grace. And that's, I think, in Christian environments, in, in homes sometimes, there's a, there's, there's a lot of times there's too much truth and not enough grace. And, uh, and that's, I think yeah. that's what you, I, I'm guessing that's one of the reasons why you're so successful with your kids is because they, they see both and both are so, so, so important. Or in some places, they're just all grace, like, hey, do whatever you want. We don't really care. And hands off parenting. And that doesn't go anywhere either. But keeping keeping the door open for those conversations. Oh, my gosh, it's it's um, it takes more work than you can imagine, and the payoff of the blessings is 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 better than you can imagine. Yeah, rumbling is encouraged in our yeah. house. We we call it fighting for uh, fiercely fighting fierce, for fierce, unity. Fierce, fierce unity. Yeah, fighting fierce, for fierce unity. Yeah. We call it. Yeah, I love it. So it's um, it's an Italian thing. But so the last thing, uh, because I could go on all day. I'm I'm enjoying this so much, and I want to respect your time. Thank you so much. So, I, so I, much I so much deposited. But the last thing I want to ask is. Um, I, I, I follow you on Instagram and I love how you just love on your wife and brag about your wife. And mm -hmm. it's just and so, she's, it's she, flourish, so, she flourishes in that. So you beautiful to me. What, what are some of you big t ticket key items that you've done to keep a strong marriage where, where, that you and Amy have done? Oh, I, I, I'd say, um, for one thing, she just, she just is every bit as special as I could ever describe. And so so much of what we have is really just based on who she is. And I treasure her. I honor her. I'm, I'm getting emotional just talking about it. She's my best friend. She's my prayer partner. She is godly through and through. I love that. And um, what's special, I think, is that um, we, we've just become better together, meaning we've, we've grown closer to Jesus together. We've um, outgrown sin together. We've repented of sin together. Um, we've just, it's just, she's just special. And so I think some of the key ingredients, it's, uh, odd, odd. We were married in 1991 back when Ann Landers used to have the, whatever, um, in the newspaper. And it's a, but some people don't know what a newspaper is. And we, we cut out this, uh, little quote and put it up on our refrigerator with a magnet back then that said, Ann Landers said, neglect the rest of the world if you have to, but never neglect each other. And so we just had this fierce protection of our marriage early on that that we were going to we we're going to do a date night every single week. We were going to be faithful to spend intimate time together. We we're going to prioritize our marriage. Um, uh, it, it just it, uh, some couples, they think that, you know, prioritizing their kids is the most loving thing for their kids. Prioritizing their marriage, though, is actually the most important thing for their kids. And so I don't know what we did besides just work really, really hard at it. We learned to fight well, and Amy helps me do that because I wanted to withdraw, and she wouldn't let us go to sleep if we were angry. Sometimes we wouldn't sleep for three days because we'd be fighting through things. We learned to, we, we learned to, we learned to fight well. Uh, we learned to fight for unity, um, not fight against each other. 
um, we prioritized like like when we had you know we had so many kids so fast and that was hard on our marriage but we would always um, even we couldn't barely afford it we'd find a way to get away and we'd get away and we go like oh you're funny I remember you're funny we have fun together and so we'd, we'd fight fight for time together to have fun together prayer is a big part of it having the word worshiping in church is just a big big part of it like we we don't just lead the church but we go to church and we worship together small group community is a big part our friendships uh we wouldn't be where we are without our friendships so you know the old quote show me your friends i'll show you your future uh our closest friends tend to have great marriages our closest friends tend to be wise financially our closest friends tend to be great parents and so we just are selective in who we're with and it's it's not any one or two big, big things. It's dozens of small things done consistently over time leads to um, something pretty special. Yeah. I couldn't say men stronger to all you've said. So I I can't believe you didn't bring up discipline. Like you're, you're, uh, uh, from what I hear, the most disciplined person in the world. I thought about it this morning, hard and heavy. I thought Craig's more disciplined (laughs) than me. (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah. I, I do want to say that on the marriage, um, there's nothing more important. I mean, your, 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 your spouse should be your best friend, yeah. your absolute best friend. And um, I know I, I wouldn't be the man I am today without Lisa. Um, just, yeah. I just, I'm more in love with her today than 40 years ago when we got married. So uh, I'm looking forward to the Same. next 40 so much. <laughs> And that that um, and you guys have that, and I can feel it, and and I know you do, and and I know this could be encouraging to, I mean, d- discouraging to people out there going, well, I don't have that, you know, I'm married to someone who's not passionate about Jesus, or, you know, we're struggling right now, and so I just want to start by acknowledging that's real, and and it it does take two. I mean, it takes two people working for it, but the really good news is if if you both want something special, your marriage can be as good as both of you want it to be. And, and we had se- we had seasons where it, it, we almost felt like it was hopeless, yeah. mm-hmm. but we no, we, we loved each other enough to we were say roommates. we're gonna we're gonna fight we're gonna fight this one through. And I, I, that was years and years ago. But hey, um, if anybody is struggling out there, I just want to say it, we've reiterated it many times on this podcast. It's worth fighting for, and don't mm-hmm. quit. Don't ever quit. Yeah. It's worth mm-hmm. fighting for. Um, because Jesus is our hope, and Jesus can heal any damage that's been done as long as people's hearts are contrite and humble, and that's all it takes. Not legalistic, but hearts that are full of grace and humble and contrite. So, Craig, thank you. Uh, Not feeling well today, uh, you're still 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 on the podcast. It's what I expect. You are a man of integrity, and I admire you so deeply, and you're, you're so much younger than me, and you've accomplished so much. And I just want to be one of your biggest cheerleaders out there that say, keep going and keep, keep helping the body of Christ the way you are. I, I believe your best years are yet ahead of you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we love you guys so much, and uh, we're thankful for your family and your ministry and the way you serve churches. It's a, it's a big gift. Thank you. Okay, that was so much, John. I am going to listen to that possibly 10 times. I mean, there was so much, just the values, the family things, the marriage things, the leadership things, the cultural things. I hope everybody out there understands you just got a feast. 
I love listening to Pastor Craig Rochelle. And if you're thinking, wait a minute, I need to hear that consistently. You can listen to Pastor Craig Rochelle on his leadership podcast. We're going to put the link in our show notes. And again, we want to say thank you for tuning in because you are actually part of our podcast family. Even if you're not Sicilian, even if you're not Italian, we consider you family. And we want to thank you for actually creating 8 million downloads, 8 million downloads, big family. We got a big family that happens when you rate, you review and subscribe. That's how you get it out there so that we can reach even more people. So until next time, this has been conversations with John and Lisa and Craig Rochelle. We can't wait to join with you in a future episode. Thanks for listening to conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows in the Messenger Podcast Network, including The Godmother with Lisa Bevere, Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters, and The Messenger Podcast. You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, you can download the Messenger X app today in the App Store. Until next time.